it soundproof. But oh well. And well. he was supposed to like soundproof like part of the wall because I can hear people from Zoom Care talk about their uh. issues. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's not good. No, that's definitely not good. Um, so, I mean, the TV sound kind of drowns it out, but sometimes there's like really loud person just talks about you know how their their you know infection is getting out of control. It's yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Hot barns in there with the clap again. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. So we're gonna start. Yep. Um, I think I want to go last this time, just for the stock that I have. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go first. Go first. Okay. Oh, and wow. then, um, for the educational piece, we we're going to keep it pretty short. Um, we we're just going to talk about like different financial instruments so like just kind of like mention what forex commodities options you know yep not really a deep dive <clears throat> cool so if you're ready Zach you want to kick it off <clears throat> no <laughs> uh Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To the Moon, hosted by yourself. Uh, my bad. I messed up. Uh, okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To the Moon, hosted by Zach Fapiano and my other co-hosts. I'm Long Wen, and also keep an eye out on the next newsletter. It should be coming up soon. Cool. And I'm Skyler Williams. And again, this is uh, To The Moon. Thank you for being here with us for another episode. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get into it. So my stock for the week is Coinbase. Um, I'm sure uh, both of you guys are familiar with it, yes? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so the ticker is just coin, and, you know, as many people know, it IPO'd last week, I believe, um, at around 300 bucks. Uh, and it's currently, it's down half a percent. It hasn't really moved uh, much since its IPO. But um, no, this is definitely like a long-term stock. You know, it, it's the first of its kind. Um, it's a it's a uh, a wallet that you can also you know you can purchase Bitcoin and I think a couple other currencies on it, and it stores your um, cryptos securely, safely. Um, and yes, I mean this is the first time we've seen anything like this on the uh, stock market. It's it's the first time cryptos have kind of um touched this world and yeah i mean it's just you know it's a, it's a darling stock everyone is seems to be pretty high on it and has big expectations um 
and yeah, I mean, it, I don't see why it, it wouldn't, you know, if we just continue to see this trend of uh, cryptocurrencies becoming more and more um, relevant in people's lives, more people getting involved. Coinbase is kind of like your first, uh, like your home base wallet. It's kind of like probably one of the most safer and like put together um, wallets out there. And they're definitely leading the pack as far as just uh, name brand awareness goes. I mean, IPOing is a huge part of that. Um, so, you know, they're getting that that consumer recognition before anybody else. And that's, I believe, going to take them a long way. Um, so, yeah, you know, this might be a stock that you hold for for a long time. Uh, hold it down, as they say. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh no, yeah, Coinbase coin. Check it out. Yeah, it's um it's kind of funny cuz I remember um when I first made a Coinbase account years ago and people kind of explained it as it's the Robin Hood of cryptocurrencies. And now they're on Robin Hood, um which is just kind of funny how the world turns. But yeah, you know, it's it's the number one exchange for um, buying cryptocurrencies it's really easy they take every sort of payment i think you can even pay in cash now and like go to a 7-eleven and buy your cryptocurrencies in cash um which is crazy um but yeah no love the pick skyler thank you yeah yeah it's a good pick uh do you guys remember uh mount docs i think that's how you say it uh back in the early 2010s when it was handling like Bitcoin, buying and selling Bitcoin. No, I remember that. No, not familiar. Before it, my time, I think it handled uh, like over seventy percent of exchanges, Bitcoin exchanges. Oh wow! Yeah, and it got into I think financial trouble, or maybe someone hacked into it. But um, yeah, it just reminds me of that, but. Coinbase is definitely on a stronger footing than uh, than uh, its predecessor. Predecessor. Um, yeah. I yeah I I created a Coinbase account most re- most recently like early this year. It's kind of funny. Um, but I've bought Dogecoin before that, so it, it, Dogecoin is on Robinhood, right? Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't on Coinbase. Yeah, I'm. I'm not yes. sure if it is now. Um, I don't know either. Um, I think it is on on Coinbase now. Yeah, just now. Uh, okay. Yeah, Coinbase has a lot of um really unique cryptocurrencies too. Um, there's a lot more cryptocurrencies out there than you hear just in the the regular news. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Like, how do people choose which one? You know. Besides Bitcoin, because that's the most. No, I, I, that's and that's why I want to get uh, what's his name, Dewey, on here. Yeah, he he seems like a, a crypto expert. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just if you like, Safe Moon seems to be the most recent of these. Like, I mean, Safe Moon seems to be an even like more like kind of unique or something a new phenomenon because it's not even like it's so so cheap. And it went up so much, and it's still like I don't even I don't know exactly. I don't think it's worth a cent still. Um, 
but no, I mean, and I just I heard nothing about that. You know, I mean, I, I'm not like super tapped in, but like I I heard nothing about Safe Moon, and he, you know, supposedly he was on it like two months ago. So that's kind of like seems to be like the thing with these is like you know you got to be in the know, you got to know when to which ones to get in early. Um, so I, I I know he helps us with the with the newsletter. So I'm just gonna say this now, and we are formally asking you to come on the podcast because <laughs> I know you listen to the podcast, so you're hearing it live, and the next Direct. move is yours. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We wanna we wanna know the what's going on with yeah. the cryptos. So crypto no. episode coming soon. And I, I saw somebody like was like on my uh instagram was like don't even try to buy dogecoin now you know and i'm like you know it, it went up 300 percent, but like it's still a penny stock you know it's like yeah. or a penny crypto and it's just like if it did half of what um bitcoin does you know i mean it's that's still a great great investment um so it's like it's kind of crazy you know to think about the like the the potential growth these things could have is these cryptocurrencies. Yeah. But uh yeah, so let's get let's get to the next lot. Yeah, so my pick uh this week is a stock called Too Simple. And the ticker symbol is T S P. So if you guys look it up on like the chart or whatever, um it's pretty new. IPO'd last week, and uh, this company they develop autonomous driving systems for uh, trucks. So the trucking industry it's it's big business. Um, you know your stuff that you buy from the store it has to come from somewhere, and and these trucks people that drive them you know take the stuff from point A to point B, and it's pretty repetitive. Uh, drivers sit there and they you know it's cruise down the freeway and people think that it can be you know autonomous so uh, a, a computer can do that and this is what too simple does and they create these systems to integrate into existing trucks so it's kind of not like the tesla truck where um, one manufacturer creates everything uh, too simple. They produce kind of you can say the brains, the eyes, and the ears, and they put it into um, uh, the trucks, like international truck or anything like that. Uh, so they would integrate these smart systems into these trucks, and it'd be autonomous. And so they partner with a lot of these major. Uh, auto manufacturers like um, Volkswagen is a big backer. Uh, Navistar is also a big backer, and they are have a reservation for about 5,700 trucks, and uh, that's a big number for something that you know for a company that just um, I think was created about five years ago. Uh, yeah, so I think autonomous driving overall. Especially trucks would be big business pretty soon. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, no, I I definitely agree. Um, and I think 
you know, if there's one industry that's going to be the last industry that adapts, um, you know, electric vehicles, it, it is going to be the trucking industry and especially something like international that has so many trucks on the road. Um, I remember reading a study that said if every car on the highway was autonomous, there'd be almost no car accidents. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely every car soon is going to have some sort of autonomous driving to it. Yeah, I think the only reason why it's kind of complicated right now, because these cars, they have to take into consideration human drivers, mm-hmm. right? If everything was um, autonomous, like just talking to each other, there's no human drivers involved, it'll be a lot simpler than that. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, mm. you guys ever taken like, um, I think like some of the airports, they have these autonomous buses. Like you just hop on. And mm-hmm. then it just drives you to the next terminal, right? Mm-hmm. And it's easier to, to do that because there's not a lot of um, human drivers around that can actually be um, uh, a liability. You know, they might just you know show up in in front of your bus because that's un- unexpected. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I was reading another report about the trucking industry, and they said in like I I forgot the time frame they said I think it was like fifteen or twenty years. And he said, soon all truck drivers are just going to live in their base city. And it's going to be, you know, autonomous robot drivers that do the long haul trucking, park at a depot. And then the truck driver is going to come in and park it in the city when there's all the humans and, you know, stop and go traffic and stuff where it might not be able to have the, you know, computer do it. Yeah. If you guys actually take a look at some of the trains that go by the freeway you can see these trailers actually parked on top of the train cars and that's pretty much the same thing as autonomous mm-hmm. driving right because it's going from point a to point b and instead of hiring drivers it's just put on a train yeah yeah no i mean i, I think uh i mean one yeah just this sounds like a, a good thing to invest in um, I had never heard of this company, but I, you know, I mean, that's, you know, I just, I looked them up, you know, they looked, looked solid, uh, from the, just a quick eye over. Um, but, um, no, it, it's, you know, it plays into like the bigger, um, kind of just like move in our economy that we're going to have where, you know, the reality is a lot of work that's done is going to be able to be autonomous in the next 20 to 30 years and to see how workers and the workforce responds to that is going to be um a thing you know i mean i think i mean look you know it's just uh, there's there's no way you know humans can compete you know if you just want to look at trucking i mean there's no way it would ever make sense for the business um to hire humans again you know if you have these autonomous trucks that obviously cost less um and are safer and you know probably less uh le- you know less likely to have issues um you know i mean who, who knows if we'll have truck drivers besides which like you said zach like these few people 
who, uh, you know, I mean, and that's just until the technology catches up that they'll need them to go into the cities. And eventually the technology will get so good or like, I don't, I don't know which one of you guys mentioned, but, you know, we'll get to a point where, you know, like nobody drives anymore. Like all the cars on the road are autonomous or something like that. Um, but, you know, it just, again, it, my point really is just it plays into this bigger uh, economic shift that we're going to be going into where just more and more jobs are going to get um, are going to become autonomous and like, you know, as, as a world, like we're going to respond and see how that goes. So, you know, um, I feel for, feel for all the career truck truck drivers (laughs) a little bit, you know, it's it's the nature of the game we play in in this world. Um, you know, nothing is, is guaranteed to be there for you tomorrow. Um, but, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how like, these technologies shake our economy uh, move forward. I, I remember um, when McDonald's was testing out their like robotic kitchen staff and people were right. like, that's what happens when you don't have a good job, like learn yourself a good skill like trucking. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're coming for everyone. <laughs> yeah. No matter what you do. Yeah. I mean, construction. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Robots. Yep. <laughs> Taking over again. Thank you, robots. Well, I went a little different direction. And technically, I am not picking a stock because I want this week. I want something that I can hold in my hand and I am going with silver. Um, Silver, I think is really underrated, uh, really undervalued right now. And I think that the dollar has been showing signs that it's getting a little bit weaker. And generally when the dollar gets weak, um, precious metals go up and yeah, I really like silver right now. Um, Gold, too, is another good one. Silver is just a little bit cheaper and easier to get your hands on. Um, And, yeah, I I like the idea of buying physical silver. There's a couple of silver stocks, and um, those are also good to hold. But you have to be careful with them because when there's volatility within the whole stock market, and usually if there's kind of like a black swan event, um, and the whole market goes down, it doesn't necessarily mean that silver stocks will go up um, just because there might be less um, volume in the market. So just kind of be cautious on that when you're doing the silver stocks, thinking that's going to be a big payday. Um, generally, when it comes to precious metals, it's better to actually hold the, the commodity itself. Uh, yeah, it, you just opened a big can of worms. These, these investors are like, what? You can invest something different than stocks? And, yes. Uh, yeah. There's more, yeah. like, silver and gold is the original stock from, like, the dawn of time. It's the original, like, <laughs> thing that we've been buying and killing each other over, you know. Silver and gold, like, hide and true. Um, it's it's just been around since 
forever. You just can't beat it, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, that's absolutely, that's absolutely true. Um, and, and, you know, it's interesting, uh, like what you mentioned, you know, having physical silver um, and, like, just deposits of, like, you know, physical gold even. Um, there's something... I don't know. Uh, I'm 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 struggling to find the word that fits how I I, I feel about it. But the uh, old school, I guess, is is a is a good place or right uh, right now. Just you know the idea of like uh, today, all of our you know people say like money is just you know a number on a screen or mm-hmm. um you know a number on a paper piece of paper, but because we're all electronic banking and all this stuff, but uh, to, you know, have a safe at home and, and have, you know, some real solid gold or silver. I mean, it's even, which is, is more, uh, you know, I mean, real than, than our uh, fiat currencies that are, are backed by, you know, just the government. Like, like you said, that, 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 you know, physical thing, uh, has retained its 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 value over hundreds of hundreds of years and it, it will most likely continue to so it's like one of the best assets you can probably have and hold on to mm-hmm. uh, and and yeah there's something nostalgic or old school about just keeping up a little bit of your portfolio you know uh, yeah <laughs> behind a painting or something it's fun you know like honestly it's fun to have like a little stockpile of silver coins or gold coins you know it's um great way to have a little bit of a savings in it um yeah it is definitely old school that's dope that's dope yeah good pick good pick these commodities there's uh, a lot of them and we'll probably get more into it right yeah yeah we will and um just one last little thing about silver and gold you know a lot of things that we've talked about on this podcast have been kind of um really futuristic stocks you know we've talked about um med mind med and you know cannabis stocks ai and you know autonomous driving and a lot of these futuristic ideas rely so heavily on silver and gold because it's used in almost everything that we touch that has electricity um you know low quality stuff usually has copper in it um, but the higher quality electronics um, often found on high quality processor chips, chips which are necessary for, you know, AI and autonomous driving have a lot of gold and silver in them. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely it's kind of a double edge play, too, because um, it is, you know, tied against the U.S. currency and, you know, it has its own value in that. And then it also has another value of actually being useful um you know it's something that people use in production well said cool um anything else or ready to move on ready Uh, yeah all right long i know that you are excited to talk about different ways to invest so let's hear it 
different ways to invest. Yeah. You go down to your local antique shop, you know, find those <laughs> uh, antique watches. Those are pretty good investments. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, like a more traditional? I, I remember hearing about there was a time when you were a uh, Forex whiz. Forex. Oh, gosh. I haven't touched currency in a while. But, yeah, I did trade Forex. What so, is Forex? Yeah, what is Forex? And let's, let's just Forex in three sentences. So, oh, Forex in three sentences. Um, oh, shoot. Three sentences? Oh, three sentences currency is not three, three words. Market. Oh, three sentences. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> yeah. I had three words down. <laughs> no, but no. The, that's good. That's good. Um, oh yeah, forex. So pretty much forex is the exchange of uh, currency uh, between different countries. So, for example, when you travel to Japan, for example, um, you have to trade your U.S. dollars to you know, Japanese yen, right? Mm-hmm. So the physical way you would to it is go to uh, uh, like an exchange booth, you know, give them a hundred dollars and US dollars and you get back in so many yens. Like right now, I don't even know what the currency rate is. It's It's been a while since I've looked at these. <laughs> but yeah, that's a physical way to do it. But there is another way. Uh, it's kind of like trading uh, stocks. Is You can uh, buy uh, for example, if you want to buy yen, you basically uh, would sell the U.S. dollar to the Japanese yen. So that means you're in favor of the yen strengthening it. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty complex if, if you think about it. And there's so many ways that you can profit from, um, from Forex. So is it easier than the stock market? It is definitely not easier than the stock market. <laughs> So I, I see a lot of things where people say, you know, like, oh, try Forex. It's so much easier than stocks. And um... easier as in there's not that many um, currency pairs. I think there's less than 100, mm-hmm. um, like major ones. Because, you know, how many countries are there? Yeah. And if there are over 100, they're pretty much like the smaller countries, like, I don't know what countries are small, like Zimbabwe to uh, Egypt or something, and that's something that no one will probably trade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the major currency pairs, like between, you know, the US dollar, the euro, the yen, um, even the Australian dollars, uh, there's probably a handful of, of those major pairs and it's it's it gets tricky when you buy them because you have to consider like the the swaps, which are pretty much interest rate that you either have to pay or you get deposited, depending on if you buy or sell a currency. So uh, yeah, so it sounds like forex has a lot of moving parts and takes a lot does. of due diligence to learn before you start trading it does and it's open almost 24 hours well it opens 24 hours for five and a half day or so yeah just closed sunday right yeah i think it opens sunday actually um pacific time it opens about i think 2 Mm p.m or so 
yeah. Like before crypto, like before crypto, um, that was the only thing that you can buy and sell twenty four hours. I think futures maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, futures! What? What's that? <laughs> futures. Uh, future is basically you buy something. Uh, for a future price, is what. That, that that's why it's called a future. Um. So what are you buying? Like soybeans, corn, yeah, oil? Yes, yes. So futures, they're also known as commodities. So oh. you can buy silver or gold that like we what we talked about earlier. Or even some weird ones. Um, you can buy lean hog, which are, you know, just pigs. Or <laughs> even cheese. There's cheese you can do. Frozen orange juice is another one that's uh, not typical. But yes, you can buy those and sell those. So wow, futures market. That um yeah, I, you know, I know we just got the first Dogecoin millionaire, but I wanna be a uh, frozen orange juice millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh yeah, I I actually have a story. Uh there was a guy that I worked with when I was working at the lumber mill and Randomly, he just wanted to buy, I think it was Lean Hogs Futures because, you know, they live in the country and I'm guessing they have some pigs and they wanted to buy some pigs. (laughs) And um, he bought, I think uh, it was a few thousand dollars worth of pigs because he wanted just these pigs to be delivered like two days, two days or something. And I guess there was some type of, it was a shortage or some type of splash shortage and it skyrocketed as in these prices went to the moon basically overnight. And then he was like, no, I don't want this money. I want pigs so I can, <laughs> <laughs> so I can have uh, companions for my current pigs. And I was like, what do you mean? You can just sell it and just buy more pigs than you need. So, yeah, it's futures and Forex. They're just a different beast in stock. So it kind of sounds like futures, um, it sounds like they kind of remind me of options in a yeah. way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, future prices, they do have uh, uh, month, like expiry, I think. Uh, like So it's kind of like buying a call. Exactly, like how you know how a call or option they expire. You can either uh, take in that you know how many shares that option is worth. So future would be would you want to take deliver you know deliver ten thousand pigs, basically. And if you do have the money, uh, you can say yeah, del- deliver it to my door, and then you have those amount of pigs. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so future, like a lot of the agriculture industry mm-hmm. um, companies, they get into those future contracts. Because of the seasonal nature of how the price probably fluctuates. Yeah. So they can, um, you would call like a hedge, for example, Southwest Airlines did this, they hedge on oil. 
as in um, they wanted to buy like um, uh, airplane fuel for uh, a certain price, right? And then, for example, the summer season comes up, and you know, price usually skyrockets, uh, depending on um, if there's a war or anything. <laughs> so, uh, one year, Southwest actually made more money just having oil contract than their actual um, airline fares. Hmm. Pretty That's crazy. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, let's just so, you know. go ahead, Zach. Oh, um, I was gonna say so. There's one, one more market that I I wanted us to talk about, and it's one that we all see on Robinhood. Um, I know we've kind of brushed over it a little bit on the podcast. I know we'll do a bigger segment on it soon. Uh, but options. So you know, we see them on Robinhood, but they're not actually stock. Um, you know, they're, they're a contract to buy stocks. Um, so how would, how would you describe option contract, Skylar? Option contract is, um, an option to buy the stock or sell the stock, uh, at a certain price in the future, you know, uh, and I, I guess it's, it's hard to describe in a simple way. The only way I, I know is like an example. So it's like, you know, stock X is trading at $10. I think it has the potential to go to $20 in two months. So I buy a contract to uh, have the option to buy that stock, let's say, at $15. And then uh, and it expires in three months. And sure enough, in those two months, um, the price rises to $20. And now... You know what? It wouldn't have been worth much to be the option to buy it at fifteen at ten dollars, but the option to buy it at fifteen at twenty dollars is you know there's value to be made there. So now, um, you know, I could exercise my option and buy those shares at fifteen dollars, and I automatically have a profit. But would be what would be more even more profitable is for me to just sell that option back to the market and that's how i'd probably collect on that but um yeah i mean yeah that's that's it that was perfect (laughs) um yeah no that was very well said and you know there's just a couple components to a simple call or put which just means you either think the price is going to go up or down and you have your strike price which is, you know, the price that you're buying the contract for and your expiration date. And yeah, no, very well said, Skylar. Thank you. Um, There's a few things with option contracts where it's kind of always the same. Um, So one option contract is 100 shares. It doesn't matter if we are talking about sundial growers, you know, which trades under $5. One option contract is 100 shares, or if we're talking about Amazon, you know, which is close to $3,000. One contract, 100 shares. Um, they're pretty, pretty much all the same, just the prices are what, what will change. And, but I know um, 
when I first started trading options, I was worried about getting on the hook of holding these, you know, contracts and they will always sell in the market. Um, that's, that's a guarantee of the market. Um, so you, you, you don't have to exercise your option contract. If you are in the money that, that contract will sell, um, 10 out of 10 times. You want to elaborate on that and like why, like what is the incentive? Because I remember you explained that to me once a long time ago. You're like, how oh, it gets, it gets, keeps getting sold till somebody makes, you know, one dollar off of it. It's not, you know, whatever. But like, so what's, how does, what is the processes that set that chain in motion? What was that for me? For me, or long. Uh, I guess well, I guess for you, but I mean, whoever wants to I, take, take the fight on that one. Go ahead, Taft. You can do that. <laughs> oh, I can do that one. <laughs> um, it. So there's a few a few different ways um how how that happens. Um, if you're trading on Robinhood and you don't have enough money to exercise that contract. Um, Robinhood will sell that contract for you um, close to the max price. Um, so like right around market market close um, and your contracts in the market are in the money, Robinhood will sell that to someone and they package it with all the other ones and they sell it. Um, and that's something that every broker will do if you don't have enough money. Um, but what happens is people will buy it to buy those shares at a lesser price. Even if they are only getting those shares for one cent cheaper than they could on the open market, um, someone will still do that. Just because when you're buying hundreds of thousands of shares, you know, one cent does make a difference. Sure. And I, I know Long's dying to expand more because I know I miss some stuff, but. No, you basically covered it. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's say you have a contract that you're holding and you're in the money, but you do not have enough money to, uh, for example, buy 100 shares of Amazon, right? Um, what the broker can do is they actually. Um, let you have those uh, what, 100 shares, but then they'll sell it right away. Mm-hmm. So it's best to definitely um, get rid of those before the market closes, because I know a lot of people like to wait until the very last hour to sell those, uh, because they want the most profit. Um, because they're already in the money, they want more money, and sometimes even the broker steps in and say, "Well, you don't have money. I'm going to sell this for you." Uh, some brokers they don't do that. Uh, depends on you know the the volume of the stock, usually. Uh, but it's best to get rid of it. Um, I would I would usually do it like morning of uh, expiration date. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, options, um, they're a great tool. Um, I really like to trade them. That's one of the main ways I do trade. Um, I, I still also buy, you know, regular stocks and silver, um, but options are, you know, one of my favorites instruments and they're they're very volatile um so you definitely have to be careful and you kind of have to know a little bit about what you're doing um but just to start off with the calls and puts they can be pretty simple you know you know um and of course they can get a lot more complicated with you know buying and selling and stuff but um yeah options yeah and one of the most important things that you have to remember is the expiration date. Yeah. Some, sometimes yeah. people would think you're getting an expiration date two weeks from now when it's really tomorrow <laughs> or yes. something like that. So really, really um, you know, investigate that and make sure you want that date or you'll be losing a lot of money because you think an option is cheap and you buy like, you know, a thousand worth of options. And I also see stuff on Wall Street bets where people go, oh, this stock is having earnings. This is a great time to buy an option. And that is never true um, almost all the time. Um, Buying, you know, one week options just because of earnings is like throwing gasoline on a fire and hoping the rain's gonna put it out and you know maybe it will and you get really lucky um, but that's just a really volatile situation that I would definitely recommend to avoid mm-hmm.